Hello, and welcome to the Open Storybook. I'm your narrator, Glenn, and now it's story time. This episode, I'm inviting you to relax and let your hair down as I climb up to the heights to bring you one of the most classic fairy tales, Rapunzel, of course written by the Brothers Grimm. Only, can it really be credited to the Brothers Grimm? For that matter, are any of their stories really their stories? The reality is, the Brothers Grimm were less authors and more historians. Most of the tales they published had already been passed down in oral tradition for years. Their goal was not to create a collection of children's literature, and certainly not to write anything new, but more to preserve the history of oral storytelling in a more permanent, written fashion. Setting out on that goal, Rapunzel was among the first tales that they published as part of Children's and Household Tales in 1812. The Rapunzel story that the Brothers Grimm chose for their collection was an adaptation of a version that had been published in 1790 which itself was a translation of a story entitled Personette by a French author in 1698, which was in turn based on Petrocinella, an Italian story published in 1634. Obviously, this was far from an original work, but the Brothers Grimm are at least in part responsible for its popularity and the way in which the story is currently known. While stories that are spoken tend to change with each storyteller, those that are written become somewhat frozen in time. Though interestingly, the story we know today does not quite match how it was originally published. As I've discussed before, a lot of the original fairy tales, though supposedly aimed at children, were not very appropriate for them. The Brothers Grimm, in fact, received some criticism for this, and as a result, they made changes to several of the stories in later editions. This is the main reason we're so familiar with the trope of the wicked stepmother rather than a wicked mother. The Rapunzel story was not immune to these sorts of changes, so the version we're familiar with today is not quite the same as what the Brothers Grimm published. The version I'm reading, in fact, is not at all the same. Given how many versions were published over the years, I chose a different source, mainly because I couldn't resist, with such a classic tale, picking one that begins with once upon a time, and ends with happily ever after. And in case you're not already familiar, the name Rapunzel does find its roots, no pun intended, as the name of a plant. The version I'll be reading points out that the Rapunzel plant is also known as Rampion. It's a light purple flowering plant which at one time was cultivated as food, though the plant is far less common now. Its leaves were used like spinach and its roots like radish, sort of a one-plant salad. The use of Rapunzel as the child's name in the story ties things together neatly, given that it's the same plant that's stolen from the witch in the story, but you'll hear all about that shortly. Okay, so with the basic background out of the way, we can now talk about Disney's influence. When Disney Studios began producing their adaptation of this story, it was titled Rapunzel Unbraided, then changed to simply Rapunzel, before settling on Tangled. Reasons for the title change aside, <clears throat> marketing. <clears throat> the movie takes more than a few liberties with the original story. Admittedly, that original story is a bit light on plot, so those liberties were necessary to stretch things to feature length. 
Tangled is possibly most well-known in Disney animation lore as being the most expensive animated feature ever made, with an estimated budget topping $260 million. It was also the third highest grossing film by Walt Disney Animation Studios, so they've clearly done something right with the adaptation. Personally, I think it's one of the most beautiful CGI animated features out there. And while its story may differ significantly from the original, it's definitely worth a watch after you've listened. And with that, I give you this episode's story, Rapunzel. Once upon a time, there lived a man and his wife who were very unhappy because they had no children. These good people had a little window at the back of their house, which looked into the most lovely garden, full of all manner of beautiful flowers and vegetables, but the garden was surrounded by a high wall, and no one dared to enter it, for it belonged to a witch of great power, who was feared by the whole world. One day the woman stood at the window overlooking the garden, and saw there a bed full of the finest rampion. The leaves looked so fresh and green that she longed to eat them. The desire grew day by day, and just because she knew she couldn't possibly get any, she pined away and became quite pale and wretched. Then her husband grew alarmed and said, What ails you, dear wife? Oh, she answered, if I don't get some rampion to eat out of the garden behind the house, no, I shall die. The man, who loved her dearly, thought to himself, Come, rather than let your wife die, you shall fetch her some rampion, no matter the cost. So at dusk he climbed over the wall into the witch's garden, and, hastily gathering a handful of rampion leaves, he returned with them to his wife. She made them into a salad, which tasted so good that her longing for the forbidden food was greater than ever. If she were to know any peace of mind, there was nothing for it but that her husband should climb over the garden wall again and fetch her some more. So at dusk, over he got. But when he reached the other side, he drew back in terror, for there, standing before him, was the old witch. How dare you, she said with a wrathful glance. Climb into my garden and steal my rampion like a common thief. You shall suffer for your foolhardiness. Oh, he implored, pardon my presumption. Necessity alone drove me to the deed. My wife saw your rampion from her window and conceived such a desire for it that she would certainly have died if her wish had not been granted. Then the witch's anger was a little appeased, and she said, If it's as you say, you may take as much rampion away with you as you like, but on one condition only, that you give me the child your wife will shortly bring into the world. All shall go well with it, and I will look after it like a mother. The man in his terror agreed to everything she asked, and as soon as the child was born, the witch appeared and having given it the name of Rapunzel, which is the same as Rampion, she carried it off with her. Rapunzel was the most beautiful child under the sun. When she was twelve years old, the witch shut her up in a tower in the middle of a great wood, and the tower had neither stairs nor doors, only high up at the very top a small window. When the old witch wanted to get in, she stood underneath and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. 
for Rapunzel had wonderful long hair, and it was as fine as spun gold. Whenever she heard the witch's voice, she unloosed her plates and let her hair fall down out of the window about twenty yards below, and the old witch climbed up by it. After they had lived like this for a few years, it happened one day that a prince was riding through the wood and passed by the tower. As he drew near it, he heard someone singing so sweetly that he stood still spellbound and listened. It was Rapunzel in her loneliness, trying to while away the time by letting her sweet voice ring out into the wood. The prince longed to see the owner of the voice, but he sought in vain for a door in the tower. He rode home, but he was so haunted by the song he had heard that he returned every day to the wood and listened. One day, when he was standing thus behind a tree, he saw the old witch approach and heard her call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. Then Rapunzel let down her plates, and the witch climbed up by them. So that's the staircase, is it? said the prince. Then I too will climb it and try my luck. And so, on the following day at dusk, he went to the foot of the tower and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. And as soon as she had let it down, the prince climbed up. At first, Rapunzel was terribly frightened when a man came in, for she had never seen one before. But the prince spoke to her so kindly and told her at once that his heart had been so touched by her singing that he felt he should know no peace of mind till he had seen her. Very soon Rapunzel forgot her fear, and when he asked her to marry him, she consented at once. For, she thought, he is young and handsome, and I'll certainly be happier with him than with the old witch. So she put her hand in his and said, Yes, I will gladly go with you. Only how am I to get down out of the tower? Every time you come to see me, you must bring a skein of silk with you, and I will make a ladder of them, and when it is finished, I will climb down by it, and you will take me away on your horse. They arranged that till the ladder was ready, he was to come to her every evening, because the old woman was with her during the day. The old witch, of course, knew nothing of what was going on, till one day Rapunzel, not thinking of what she was about, turned to the witch and said, How is it, good mother? that you are so much harder to pull up than the young prince. He is always with me in a moment. Oh, you wicked child, cried the witch. What is this I hear? I thought I had hidden you safely from the whole world, and in spite of it, you have managed to deceive me. In her wrath, she seized Rapunzel's beautiful hair, wound it round and round her left hand, and then grasping a pair of scissors in her right, snip, snap, off it came and the beautiful plates lay on the ground. And worse than this, she was so hard-hearted that she took Rapunzel to a lonely desert place and there left her to live in loneliness and misery. But on the evening of the day in which she had driven poor Rapunzel away, the witch fastened the plates onto a hook in the window. And when the prince came and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair, she let them down and the prince climbed up as usual. But instead of his beloved Rapunzel, he found the old witch, who fixed her evil glittering eyes on him and cried mockingly, Ah, ah, you thought to find your lady love, but the pretty bird has flown and its song is dumb. The cat caught it 
and will scratch out your eyes too. Rapunzel is lost to you forever. You will never see her more. The prince was beside himself with grief, and in his despair he jumped right down from the tower, and, though he escaped with his life, the thorns among which he fell pierced his eyes out. Then he wandered, blind and miserable, through the wood, eating nothing but roots and berries, and weeping and lamenting the loss of his lovely bride. So he wandered about for some years, as wretched and unhappy as he could well be, and at last he came to the desert place where Rapunzel was living. Of a sudden, he heard a voice which seemed strangely familiar to him. He walked eagerly in the direction of the sound, and when he was quite close, Rapunzel recognized him and fell on his neck and wept. But two of her tears touched his eyes, and in a moment they became quite clear again, and he saw as well as he had ever done. Then he led her to his kingdom, where they were received and welcomed with great joy, and they lived happily ever after. You've been listening to The Open Storybook. Narration, recording, and editing was by Glenn Reed. The Open Storybook theme was written and recorded by James P. Balseric. The Open Storybook is a backstage production. Today, we read Rapunzel from the Red Fairy Book, edited by Andrew Lang. You can visit us online at storybook.backstage.link or contact us via email at storybook at backstage.link. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and please tell a friend about us. Please join us next episode as we read further from The Open Storybook.